since all of you have had them, some training, I'd like to begin with a song that uh, for me is a good song for reminding us of what this whole process is about, what it's designed to make possible. I never feel more given to than when you take from me. When you understand the joy I feel giving to you. And you know my giving isn't done to put you in my debt. But because I want to live the love I feel for you. To receive with grace may be the greatest giving. There's no way that I can separate the two. When you give to me, I give you my receiving. And when you take from me, I feel so given to. So we all know that, but we forget. We forget about that kind of giving because we get caught up in other stuff. How do you say please in a way that makes people enjoy giving with the spirit that that song was Where the giving is self-full giving. That means it's not coming out of any giving in or giving up. It's not to buy something. It's not to avoid punishment or guilt. It's pure human enjoyment of enriching life, you see. So how do we say please in a way that makes that happen naturally? So we have this immigrant new into the country. You know, we're, we're, gonna, we're kind of in a mean mood, so we're going to play a trick on this immigrant. The immigrant wants to know, how do you say please in a way that creates that kind of giving. So we say now, when you're the most vulnerable and you need nurturing the most, I'm going to show you what to say and how to say it. Now, of course, the immigrant is going to be very interested. You, know, and he says, you look at the person and you say this, idiot! Wouldn't that be a cool trick to play on somebody? Yeah. Really, when you're the most vulnerable, it's been played on us. That trick has been played on us. Because we have been taught a language that when we are the most vulnerable, to say please in a way that almost guarantees we won't get what we want. If that isn't a horrible trick, what is? So let me show you what I consider compassion killers. Use any of the following kind of communication, you see. And it's almost guaranteed to make it hard for people to enjoy giving to you. Use any language that sounds like a criticism to other people. You see? So get out your mental erasers and let's erase the following words from our consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, normal, abnormal, appropriate, inappropriate. Well, I don't want to go on because the, the list is so long if you were educated like me. It would take us probably four or five days just to erase all of the words that are in our heads were put in there through our education that destroy this beautiful game of giving out of the heart. You see. 
So every word coming out of our mouth that implies wrongness to other people, that sounds like wrongness to them, almost guarantees that we will not get what we want, you see. Whether it is a crude judgment like idiot or a more sophisticated one like, don't you think it would be more appropriate for you to consider other people's needs once in a while? Which of those two would you prefer if you were on the other end? Yeah, me too. I, I sometimes think it's just because I was raised in Detroit, but no, I find other people prefer Detroit style to nice, nice criticism. And anything that people hear that sounds like a demand, you see, destroys the beauty of giving. How sad that we have been taught to use any of the following tactics, because if we use any of the following tactics to influence people, to whatever degree they carry a trace from the past to this moment about any memory of our having used these tactics, it destroys their natural capacity to give to us in the way that song was about. See, so to whatever degree a person remembers being punished by us in the past, To whatever degree the person sees us using reward to get them to do things. To whatever degree a person associates us with shame or guilt induction. They recall us in the past trying to make them feel guilty or ashamed for what they've, when they haven't given to us what we wanted. Or to whatever degree we have used concepts of guilt, or excuse me, duty or obligation to get people to do things, you see. To whatever degree people carry a trace of that, it destroys what that song is about. It just makes it impossible for people to give with what is a natural way of giving. You see. So we're here for a couple days to deepen our ability to remember what needs to be communicated between us and other people just to make this natural giving happen naturally. And uh, to remind you all, I realize you've all been in trainings before, um, essentially what it requires is that we communicate two things to people. What's alive in us? This is just another way of saying the question, how are we? Giving requires constant feedback about how we are. So nonviolent communication is designed to keep our attention at that level. We have been educated to work for extrinsic rewards, not to look at whether what we're doing is serving life, making life wonderful, but whether it pleases the authorities. So we've been brought up to work for getting rewards from authorities, to avoid punishment by authorities so that we will be dutiful citizens and do what the king says or the oligarchy says. Because we've been brought up, educated under domination systems, that have been the purpose of which is to teach you to be docile and subservient to authority. So we've learned a language that doesn't help us to say how we are and what would make life more wonderful. So how do we say this simple thing, how we are and what would make life more wonderful? Nonviolent communication identifies four things that, when we get fluent exchanging this information, communicates clearly how we are and helps us to understand how others are. It 
helps us to communicate to others what would make life more wonderful for us and hear from them what would make life more wonderful for them. And it has been my experience that when there is a flow of that information and nothing else, those compassion killers don't get mixed in. When we just have a flow of communication of how we are and what would make life more wonderful, we can resolve any conflict so everybody's needs get met without any coercion or violence being necessary. If we can just maintain that flow, so we'll have two days to practice that in challenging situations. And let's think of such a challenging situation where it's hard to maintain this flow, okay? Maybe the person that you are thinking of says please in the idiot way. When they're in pain and they want something from you, they say things that makes it hard to give to them. And as you know, I like to use uh, the symbol of jackal language for such language. A language that makes it hard to give naturally. A language that makes it easy to hear criticism, judgments, demands. So maybe a you have in your life now, at home or at work, somebody who speaks this language. Now that makes it a real challenge to end up with both parties giving from the heart. So can you speak nonviolent communication with that person, no matter how they communicate? Can you keep this flow going? And you also know that I like to use the symbol of giraffe language for nonviolent communication because giraffes have the largest heart of any land animal and nonviolent communication is a language of the heart in the sense that the core of it are feelings and needs. This is the best way I've ever learned to describe what is alive in us at this moment. What is in our heart at this moment? Feelings and needs. So, everybody got such a person in mind? Write down, let's start with a hard-to-hear message from this person. Write down uh, what this person says when they're trying to say please, but unfortunately the person only knows these self-defeating ways of saying please. So they say things that make a real challenge for you to put on giraffe ears and hear the please behind the message. So write that message down to begin with. And I'd like to hear some of these hard to hear messages, messages that are hard to hear the please expressed behind it. Who's got one for us? Yes, what's the hard to hear message? This is what they say to you. That's what they say to you. You are not the king. You act just like Dad. You are not the king. You act just like Dad. Mm -hmm. Yes. Was that news to you that you weren't the king? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> so that's what made that hard to hear. You thought you were the king. Okay. I know, I know. Other hard-to-hear messages, yes. Parents are to be seen and not heard. Parents are to be seen and not heard. Oh, I like that. The child said that? No. The school. The school. The school. Oh, my goodness. So this was a school authority saying that to you? 
parents are to be seen and not heard. I know what I'd say back if I didn't have my giraffe ears on. I'm going to show you that parents are obscene <laughs> when they're not heard. <laughs> I can usually easily give a jackal response to almost any message. It's, it's, it's the giraffe ones that are a challenge for me. When people need empathy the most, they're communicating in the ways that you all showed us. Every one of those statements, I would say, is a classic example of somebody who is desperately needing empathy. Now, as you know, what we mean by empathy is that you hear, at that moment that they say that, what they are feeling. That you see the needs of theirs that are not getting met. That's all you see in that message. At this moment when they say that, that's all you can see. And to do that, of course, you have to have your giraffe ears on. Because with the giraffe ears on, this technology screens out any criticism. You cannot hear criticism with these ears on. As soon as these ears go on, the heart starts to flash. You see only the heart. So write down what you say to this person when you have the ears on. Who's got one for us? What was the original message? Stay away, you jerk. You're bad for me. Stay away, you jerk. You're bad for me. Okay. Now what do you say back? Are you feeling angry and needing to be alone? Boy, you confused this poor jackal. He wasn't expecting that. See, the giraffe ears keep our attention even when, the even when we're silent. We still have our attention on the feelings and needs. So what feelings and needs are behind the message, look, don't pull that psychology crap on me? Well, they're anxious. Perhaps. We don't know. See, be careful about ever making these statements in a declarative way, like they are. But I would guess that the person might be angry. And what might the need be behind this statement, don't pull that psychology crap on me? Pardon? That's a, but don't manipulate me is not a need. That's a diagnosis, manipulate. See, but what would be the need behind don't manipulate me? What would the person be needing if they were thinking that we were manipulating them? They have a need for equality, equality, to be treated equally, not to be treated like they're a patient being interviewed by a psychotherapist or a student being questioned by a... Yeah, so the person has a need for equality. Now, if a person sees in your eyes what will be there, if that's where your attention is, your attention is on they're, they're perhaps angry because they have a need for equality that isn't being met. That's very powerful, even if you say not a word. But if you hear that as a, an attack, you will have different eyes. Whatever you say next will come out of a different energy if you hear any criticism in that. Okay? Some others. Yes? Somebody original statement was, um, don't be ridiculous, I'm fine. Don't be ridiculous, I'm fine.
Yes. And, you know, you have no respect for anybody's privacy, you know. You just come barging into everybody. And I'm not the only one that thinks that about you either. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Never connect yourself with the other person's pain. Do not it irritates you when I. Right into the jackal's jaws when you do that. You see. So let's do it again and get that poor baby giraffe out of that jackal's jaws. Try it again. Because. See, as soon as your attention is on the other person's needs. But don't say, you need me to, because then, the then the baby goes right back into the jaws. See, So you need what? What is the person needing? Yes, yeah, so whatever. We don't have to guess right, but we have to sincerely try to guess what the need is that's in there. Okay, some others. Yes? Relax, I heard you the first time. So when I remind you to do the lawn, are you feeling frustrated because you need autonomy? I couldn't think of what the need I think that's pretty close. Uh, <laughs> relax, I heard you the first time. I'd be, I would guess autonomy. But notice, we don't have to guess right. We have to be sincerely wanting to connect with the need. That's all. That's, that's the intent is what's important. Not that we guess right but that we be sincerely interested in connecting with the person's needs. Yeah, you treat me like, you know, I'm stupid, I don't hear things, you know, and like uh, you just have to get everything done right away. I mean, you know, the world isn't going to come to an end if the grass doesn't get cut today. See, uh, there's no but in a giraffe empathy. It's, if you really are trying to empathize, you don't say but, you say, so you're really annoyed and really want to do things when you choose to do it? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. And I'd like to know uh, how I could let you know that it's important for me that it be done now without this sounding like a demand. Could you tell me that? Huh? <laughs> I mean, if it's really important to me now, I have a need for some order, uh, some beauty in our lawn, and I've been waiting for this and it's not done, I'd like it now. How can I say that without you hearing that uh, I don't value your autonomy? I don't know. Well, I'm glad we're talking about this, because uh, this little uh, dynamic goes on between us. I've been uh, doing some research 312 times a day on the average. Uh, <laughs> Accurate? Or made, yeah. Yeah, about, yeah. I've been to mine. Uh, <laughs> I've been to mine. Uh, Several of you have heard me say what happened in a similar encounter with my youngest son one day when I said, would you please hang up your coat? And he said, who was your slave before I was born? I said, yes, I, 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 I've been there. Uh, you know. <laughs> yes. My original statement was, you are being rude and angry with me right now. And my uh, wannabe response is, it must be painful for you to be around me. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, not. See, if you have giraffe ears on, you can't for one second imagine that you can be a source of another person's pain. You can't imagine that anybody would ever be angry with you. 
where anybody would ever not want to be around you. It's just unimaginable. So, no, no, no. It's not you that is the problem. It's that their needs aren't getting met. That's the problem. You have nothing to do with that. So just hear the need. That's always what the problem is. The need is what we want to hear. So what is the need behind the judgment rude? See? So are you feeling, what did you guess the feeling was? Uh, No, no, nobody would ever want to get away from you. See, that's a strategy. Even if they wanted to get away from you, that's not the need. We don't go to strategies until we've heard the need. So, first the feeling. What might they be feeling? What, guess again the feeling. Withdrawn. Well, that's what you're judging them as being, but it's not how they're feeling. What, what are they feeling when they say you're rude and so forth? Anybody want to help him out? What? Are you feeling hurt because you are needing? What might the person be needing <coughs> behind judgment like rude? Are you feeling hurt because you're needing some understanding? Of course I am, but you can't give it to me because you are so preoccupied with your needs. My needs just don't matter. And why is it that I always end up being in a relationship where my needs don't matter? <laughs> now, aren't you glad you have giraffe ears? Look at what... The, Look at what just a little bit of empathy has uncovered is behind all of this, you see? So now, continue. What is this person feeling? Neglected. No, that's a diagnosis. Don't say words like that out loud to this person. They'll agree with it, and it will reinforce their jackal thinking. We don't want to reinforce jackal thinking. Yes, I do feel neglected. You always neglect. See, neglected isn't a feeling. That's a diagnosis. So how is this person feeling? I need to feel like my needs matter. My needs have never mattered. See, the problem is there's givers and receivers and givers and takers in this world, and I'm a giver and he's a taker. <laughs> oh, let's see you laugh when you're in his role. Yes, yeah. Oh. Oh, you've heard it a few times. Yeah. Other people's jackals are always funny. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Just repeat back. The person now pretty much saying what their feelings and needs are. What are they feeling and needing? Despair because they're, you're needing what? What do they need? I need to feel like my needs matter. Just repeat. Now they're pretty much down to it. Now just reflect back in pretty much the same words, you see. When, even by guessing wrong a few times, we've helped the person get clearer what the need is. So now we just have to confirm for them that we've heard it. And, and to ourselves. I need to feel like I'm, I'm valued, that what, what goes on in me matters. No, too quick, too quick. You're trying to fix it before the six-hour limit, you see. <laughs> a giraffe never tries to fix the other person's pain without a six-hour delay that gives the other person all the time they need to have their pain fully understood before you try to fix it. So you're going much too quick to 
trying to fix it. This person still had another lots of depth of pain to go through, needed to say more. But when you turn away from their feelings and needs and start to make it better, you make it worse. So you're saying you need me to care about Not you. Keep yourself out of it. When we hear feelings and needs, we don't appear in it. So you're needing to feel like you matter, that your needs matter. Yes, it's been my whole life. I've never had it. Why is this? So it's painful because you're trying, you have a need to understand what happens that goes on that makes this happen all the time. Yes, yes, yes. So you may have a lot more to say. So jumping too quick into fixing things uh, cuts, perhaps what they're about to get to is the most important part of all. No, you need to keep your giraffe ears on. Then you won't hear any aggression coming at you. There is no aggression. All that's coming at you ever from other people is please or thank you. That's the only two things that human beings are ever saying. Please and thank you. And both of them are precious messages if you hear them accurately. The thank you is a celebration of life. Life has been made more wonderful. The please is an opportunity to make life more wonderful. So. Life for a giraffe is constant celebration. We're either celebrating how life has been enriched or how it can be. You see, all giraffes like to do is play. Mm -hmm. Yes? That, I, I get stuck because I can do it one layer, maybe two layers, but then I'm like, one <laughs> jumps in for the fix. But it's like, like I don't know how to go to the next I think what you will see in, in, in this sequence, we weren't repeating anything. Each time we said something, they went to a different message. So there was a different message each time. You see, it wasn't the same. The first one was, uh, are you annoyed uh, because uh, you're not getting the attention that you would like? Something like that. Yes, and why does it always happen? To me? So, so the person went then to a deeper level. Of despair, will this ever change? You see, that's a quite different message. <laughs> Nobody has ever accused me of that before. <laughs> How is this jacket cooperative? Because he kept getting empathy. You see, as, as long as this person was getting empathy, they naturally see what else is going on inside. So now that's, that's going to happen with any jackal if they get the empathy. Okay, let's see where it goes. <laughs> I'm listening, jackal. You're listening, jackal. Okay, so now let's say it's, we've stayed with it and through a few more messages and just hear how desperate this person feels to get their needs, feel like their needs matter. Okay. Now, so when a person's in pain and we have giraffe ears, we guess that the first thing they want, the need that they have, is empathy, understanding for what's going on in them. And now, how do we know whether they've had enough of that? Well, if a person's had the empathy they need at this moment, first of all, it feels good. Oh, wow. Just to have somebody hear you without giving you advice, without criticizing you, without them taking it personally, what a gift, what a gift. 
Martin Buber, the Israeli philosopher and psychotherapist, says it's the most precious gift one human being can give to another. The presence that empathy requires, just that we still any reaction on our part, long to just stay with the other person. We don't push down our feelings. It's more that we are fully attending to them. What a gift to give to another human being. But now, let's also look at how to help the other person after the empathy, after we see that they feel good right now. It hasn't solved the problem. I don't mean feel good that everything has been solved. I mean a relief that somebody is hearing me. And that's one sign then, this relief. The other, notice the person stops talking now. They, they don't seem to have an urge to continue. But even then, we have to be careful. They might still have more. So before we move to the next step, we say, is there more you'd like to express, to be heard? And we're slow to get away. You see, we're not in a hurry to get past this. No. No, you understood me. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we move to the post-empathy request. After the, we always assume that the first thing the person wants is empathy. Now, what form? That takes some guessing sometimes. Sometimes the, the person doesn't need us to repeat verbally. Sometimes they just can see it in our eyes that we've understood their feelings and needs. If that's the case, we don't always have to say it out loud. But sometimes they need it. So we have to learn by guessing and sometimes we're going to guess wrong. Sometimes we're not going to say it because we think we've understood. There's no need to say it out loud and the person's going to say, well, don't, do you understand me? Say something. Oh, okay. So are you feeling because you're needing? And sometimes we're going to do that. Are you feeling, don't, I don't need that now. I need an answer. Okay, so we'll guess wrong. That's okay. But now after the empathy, we need to help this person get clear what they want from us after the empathy. See? Now if the person's been real vulnerable, very often what they want and seldom know how to ask for is this. If they had a giraffe consciousness, after making themselves this vulnerable, they would say this. And I need you to tell me how you feel right now, now that you've heard this. I need to see what's alive in you, how you feel, what your needs are. But people sel seldom are conscious enough to ask for that. The closest they can come is something like this. Well, you must think I'm pretty stupid to get so upset about this. But that really means, okay, you've heard me. I'm very vulnerable now. Please tell me what's alive in you right now. How are you feeling? What are you needing? But sometimes that isn't what they want. Sometimes what the person wants is some advice. They need us to suggest some ways that they could better meet their needs. But if we guess they want advice when they need the other, it's very painful for them. If we're giving them advice when they really need to hear how we feel, it makes, makes it painful for them. Or if we tell them how we feel when they need the advice. So we need to help the person get clear what they want from us after the empathy. So let's say we're at that point now. So guess what this person might want from you now. Um, are you hungry or What they want from you, see you've heard now this pain they have. That they're, Keep in mind the central need that you heard 
was that their needs don't matter. Well, let me see uh, if I'm understanding what's going on. Sounds like a lot. The thing that the moment that I'm hearing the loudest is uh, what a strong need you have to connect with your daughter in a way that nurtures you both. Is that is that what's really central for you in this? That's that's very central, and and you and other people. But at the moment, it's uh, this is a good learning for you because you see this morning that you had a need to connect with her in a certain way, and yet you weren't clear about exactly how to do that. And you saw that the words in the consciousness weren't there for you at the moment. That, something, that you needed more of something within yourself before you could give her that. And to me, that's a big step, just to get that far in the amount that you <laughs> spent so far in the training, just to be conscious at that level. So, then now you're wondering, now I want to know what, what has to go on so that I can really put it into practice in that situation. I, it's one thing to do it in the workshop, it's another thing to put it into practice right there when you want to do it. So what I'd like to do is go through what the steps would be that I think would help you get there. Uh, so we could do it this distance, or you could come up here and we could do some work. Would you be willing to do... Come on up. Yep. <coughs> so this is where it really helps me to be part of a giraffe community of people that I can call on when I get stuck and I'm not in touch with what's going on in me that's keeping me from being able to connect with this other person. And so more than a few times I can recall calling up a friend of mine and, s and say, could we spend some time together today? You know, this, this kid is driving me nuts and I, everything I say is making it worse and uh, I just really need to get connected to what's going on in me, what's being triggered in me that's so painful. Okay? And how wonderful that I've been had an abundance of people with giraffe ears who when I say that, uh, they, and we get together, they do not give me advice. They do not give me sympathy. You see. They do not tell me, well, you think you have it bad. You should hear what happened to me the other day with my child. But they're really able to hear the pain that's going on in me, even when I'm not too clear about it, even if I want to say to them, look, I don't want to say it in giraffe. I, I don't know how, if I could say it in giraffe, what's going on in me, I probably could handle it myself, but I, I just got a whole bunch of stuff going on in me and I need to say it and I, and I need some real help in getting connected. So the other person has giraffe ears, they'll help me, they'll, they'll listen for what's alive in me, you see. Uh, it just looks to me like this kid is going to do whatever he wants and he doesn't give a damn about anybody else in the family but himself. Yeah. So it's kind of, you're feeling aggravated and would hope that your needs and other family members' needs would be taken into consideration. Yeah, and you know, uh, I know that I've probably asked for it because I know how I've been treating him in the past and he's still carrying that with him. But I've been trying hard and you know, damn it, it's hard. To, it just seems like it's never going to shift. Yeah, so you're feeling, some, you're feeling bad because you would have liked to have treated him differently in the past. And 
Now you're afraid that that's going to get in the way of connecting with him now in a way that you'd like. See, so if I can have somebody around that can help me deal with that, I'm much better able then to go to the sun. So let's start with that. Let's, uh, I'll be your friend, your giraffe friend, and just tell me how you're feeling now about what happened this morning with your daughter. Um, I feel um, totally inadequate to establish a, a connection with her right now. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that now that I have some awareness around um, nonviolent communication, I see that a lot of the ways that I've been approaching her have been um, um, uh, non-constructive in terms of establishing it. So you're, you're frustrated, if I'm understanding you, because you really have a need to connect with her and uh, the skills for doing it you're not finding. Notice he had a lot of inner jackals about his being inadequate and self-judgment. And notice with giraffe ears, I translated his message just into his feelings and needs, you see. So you're scared. See, he's giving me an analysis. And so I'm not hearing his analysis. I'm hearing his present feelings. I, I, keep I keep my focus on what's in his heart right now. The more he's up in his head analyzing, see, the farther from being able to resolve this he's going to get. So he's a baby giraffe. He's still thinking and analyzing. And I'm helping him by just hearing what's alive in him now. He's scared to death. He really... You really want to protect her from any, any harm that could happen to her from what she's doing. Right. And how painful it must be not to know skills for doing that right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you gotten enough understanding at the moment to try now to practice doing this differently with her? Or is there more understanding you'd like? I have a strong desire to, to be a good father. Oh, be careful of that one. Didn't you hear my definition of hell? It's to have, it's to have children and think there's such a thing as a good parent. Be careful of that one. Let's translate that into giraffe. So you have a strong desire to develop skills that will help you connect with her in a way that will be good for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot more fun than trying to be a good father. That's, that's almost as suicidal to try to be a good father as to be a competent male. No, I gave that up. Oh, well, good. <laughs> I'm relieved, I'm relieved, I'm relieved, yes. Yeah. Okay, so now you're her. 
and I'll be you. And I'll be you with giraffe ears. So you be the daughter. And what did she say at breakfast? Well, I, I started by saying um, I, I'm feeling disconnected. I'm sad, uh, daughter, because I'd like to be connected with you in a different way. And uh, how do you feel when I tell you this? Now, my silence is because her behavior stimulated in me a lot of stuff. It makes it hard for me to hear her. I'm starting to feel hopeless already. And what's going on in me is, oh shit, I'm not going to be able to connect with her. And I'm getting angry at her, I'm getting angry at myself. So I'm doing a lot of work on myself right now. Yes, uh, plus the, the, the lot of fear and rage all mixed together because those two go together because I'm a baby giraffe and it's hard for me to stay connected to the, the need for her safety. I just go up to my head as, doesn't she know what the hell she's doing to herself? I know you'd never think that way, but I, but I would. You know. <laughs> I used to get angry at my children for running in the street. <laughs> two years old, as though they should know better. But behind that, I was scared to death. But I didn't know how to get in touch with the fear, but I knew how to get in touch with the judgments and the anger. Okay, so I give myself some emergency first aid empathy right now. And it sounds like when I say I'd like that connection, you feel tense and are not too clear what's what wanted of you. Is that, is that what's going on for you right now? Now I'm worried uh, that you're really annoyed and just would like me to leave you the hell alone, and I'd like you to tell me if that's going on. I'm, you know, I'm really sleepy. You wouldn't drink so damn much, you wouldn't get so sleepy. <laughs> That's going on inside of me, but I had the good I had the good sense to bite my tongue and not say it. So now I have to give myself some other empathy because I'm I'm angry now. If you wouldn't drink so damn much and go to sleep at three o'clock in the damn morning, you would you wouldn't be so dead. <laughs> but I know you'd never think that way. <clears throat> I'm giving myself uh, out loud the self empathy. I'm pissed right now. I I just so frigging angry. What the hell does she expect going to bed at 3 o'clock and half drunk, you know? What's she doing to herself? Does she have any concern for herself? And at least she should be aware of how this is affecting me. I try now, now that I've enjoyed the jackal show in my head. See, I call that part the jackal show. And, I, and enjoying it, I don't think I should think differently. If it's in there, it's in there. So I just enjoy the jackal show. I, I, if I want to really make life worse, I'll tell myself, if Marshall heard these thoughts going on in my head, he'd, 
he'd think I'm a terrible jackal. No, I don't, I don't say I should be a giraffe now and give her some empathy. No, no, no. I enjoy the jackal show that's going on in my head. And then I look behind the jackal show to what my needs are. And now the anger is fear. I'm scared. I'm scared to death for her well-being. I'm sad that I don't know how to help her. I feel powerless. Damn, this is hard. Damn, this is hard. <laughs> and I can start looking for her. Because I've got myself back to life. I'm really down in touch with myself. So you're really kind of worn out right now. It's kind of hard to deal with difficult stuff between us when you're feeling this tired. Yeah. I'd really hope that we could at least get a start at it right now, though, because I'm scared to death. I really have a need for your well-being, and I'm scared with the hours I see you keeping, the drinking, and I'd like you to tell me if you're hearing any criticism in this. Well, you know, I really don't have the time right now to go into it. I've got to get going. I've got to get to school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, so you're worried partially about school, want to get there on time. And if that's all that's going on, I'm quite happy to set another time for us to continue this. I just need to know, though, whether you would be willing to look at this relationship between us when we when you have time. Sure. Okay. Now it's this evening. I'm glad that you've agreed to continue the discussion, and uh, I just need to be sure that you're doing it because you want the same thing I do, and not out of guilt or afraid of my reaction. So I'd like to really tell me how you are feeling about this conversation right now. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. Kind of mixed. Not too sure. The one thing I'm feeling is deep gratitude that at least you're willing to do it because it's... I have such caring for you and tenderness for you all mixed together with fear and a bunch of feelings and it's it's a great it's a gift for me that we're having this opportunity to talk and i'd like to know how you feel when i tell you about all these strong feelings that are going on in me in relationship to this talk right now notice I seldom, if ever so far in the dialogue with her, have used more than 40 words before asking for a reaction. And those 40 words were mainly to tell her what's in my heart. And as soon as I did, I elicited a reaction. The more words we use before getting a connection with the other person, the less connection there'll be.
And I'm going to say some other things, and it would be a great gift to me if at any time you hear me criticizing or making any demands that you stop me. Because that will not be my intent. In no way do I want to criticize you. In no way do I want to pressure you to do anything that you don't choose to do. So it would help me if you'd be willing to stop me at any time you hear either of those things. Would, would you be willing to do that? I'm scared when I see you drinking beer for many reasons. One, I, just your physical health. But more than that, I'm scared that you've got some pain inside and you're dealing with it through the beer. And if that's so, I would really like us to find another way of dealing with the pain. I'd feel relieved now if you'd tell me what you hear me say so I can see if I'm making myself clear. Well, what I hear you say is that you're um, afraid that uh, I may be dealing with my pain and confusion um, by staying out late and drinking beer. Thank you for hearing that, yeah. and. And that if that's so, I'd like us to find another way of dealing with it. How do you feel about that? Oh, I, I don't. I don't really think it's that big of a problem. I don't see what the big deal is, really. I, I, I don't think it's a problem. <laughs> I'm wanting to give evidence now of why it is a big problem. <laughs> how much beer I see going on, some things that have happened when she's been drunk. Uh, so I had to take a deep breath. <coughs> so it's kind of frustrating for you now to deal with this because for you, it, you're not worried in the way that I am. You'd, you'd, oh. you'd like some trust that you can handle it. I can take care of myself. I can take care of myself. Mm-hmm. That helps me get clear then. I guess what I'd really like to do is leave the drinking off for the moment. And I'd really like to know what it would take for you to share with me what is bothering you in a way that you would feel safe to do it. So I could feel more connected to what's really going on in you. What would you need for me to feel the safety to do that? Yeah, yeah. So you're thinking of some of the discussions we've had and how uncomfortable you were with that. And you'd like to avoid getting into those kind of listening to me talk about things. I just, I just feel with you, Dad, that I just, I can never do anything right. I just can't, I can't do anything right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. Now I'm jackling myself a bit. I'm thinking of all the lecturing I've done and uh, beating myself up. And I hear behind that just my sadness because of how much I want this connection. 
Now I can start to hear her again. So you certainly want to avoid getting into any discussions that end with you ending up feeling hurt because you and not didn't get the understanding you wanted and instead were hearing criticism. Yeah, yeah. And I feel really sad because I would have liked to have listened so much differently in the past than I was able to. So I have no trouble understanding that need of yours. I would have liked to have responded differently. That's mourning in giraffe. You see, I, I didn't think I'm a bad father. I'm very clearly just mourning that I would have liked to have responded differently than I did. And I'm confident that I can listen differently than I did in the past. I can express my pain differently so that you'll get more understanding and there won't be the criticism. And I'd like you to tell me how you feel when I tell you I'm confident that I'm learning how to do that. Okay? Now you do it. Well, first of all, let me say that I think the biggest, the biggest aha for me when you were doing that was allowing the space and the time to empathize with my jackal, the part of me that was like, oh, jeez, you know, the, 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 the part, the, the, the anger, the frustration, the helplessness uh, that I feel in not being able to reach her. And um, because uh, I, I realized what I was feeling was, I should know how to do this. I mean, I've just invested in this seminar. Why can't I figure this out or so then it becomes a jackal beat up what you were saying and there was a like there's uh, there's the, that needs to happen the the, the uh, support for feeling all those feelings the jackal feelings need to happen before moving on into putting on giraffe ears well it's putting on the giraffe ears internally Listening to the jackal messages inside, getting connected to my needs behind it. Oh, it's. See, I'm glad that you're seeing the importance of taking our time. You see, uh, many many of you have been in workshops before. Have seen me uh, show this picture that I carry in my with me everywhere I go. It's a very powerful for my daily meditation. It's a, a sun, it's a picture of a son of one of my Israeli friends. And it's, the son is in this picture about 21 years old. And he's wearing a t-shirt that says, take your time on it. And uh, this was in a book that his father wrote about him after his death. He was killed in the Battle of Lebanon. And it was, uh, this picture was in the book, and it was the last picture taken of the son alive. 
And when I, he gave me a copy of the book as a present, and when I saw this picture, I said, uh, Yeshua, do you have that picture? Could I have a blown-up copy? He said, yes, I'd be glad to give it to you. He said, why? I said, that's very important to me because that message, take your time, is one that I try to remind myself of daily. Take my time to come from an energy I choose to come from rather than the one I've been programmed to come from. You see, it's so important to me. I need reminders of that. And then my friend Yeshua said, then you should know the rest of the story. I went to his officers afterwards and said, why did you send him into that? Anyone would have seen he was going to get killed. They said, we didn't take our time to think. You see, so that picture has great power for me to remind myself, no matter what the, the conditions, take your time. Of course, I told you yesterday, I think the group was with me yesterday, that my oldest son wasn't appreciating this one time when I was listening to my own advice to take my time. We were, we were in an argument, uh, and I was trying to take my time to come from a different energy, and his friends were waiting for him. And, and he said, Daddy, it's taking you so long to talk. And I said, do it my way or I'll kick your ass. <laughs> I can say that quickly. He said, take your time, Dad. Take your time. People who know me in my jackal state are very patient. <laughs> yes, taking the time to come from an energy we choose to, to do the work on ourselves at that moment, I call it bringing myself back to life. I know whenever I'm angry, guilty, depressed, or shame, I'm not alive. I'm up in my head jackling people, myself or others. I'm not alive. I'm not really connected to my needs or theirs. If I react out of that energy, I've never gotten my needs met. So take my time. Take my time. Come back to life before I open my mouth. Okay, Dad. We'll, we'll, borrow, we'll, we can use this mic here. So I'm sitting there like this. What do you say to me? Gabi, uh, I feel sad and um, frustrated um, about my communication with you. And I have a need to connect with you in, in a new way, in, um, in a way that uh, Perhaps I haven't connected with you before. And I was, okay. And I was wondering if you would like to talk about this. You know, I, I, I sense that um, you feel tired right now. Yeah. Just what I want right now, to, to hear your criticism. Well, I want to, I want you to know that I can... Empathy before reassurance. 
So you're feeling you're feeling tired right now, and you're feeling that I might criticize you. Never hear what a jackal-speaking person thinks. But don't hear that I think you might criticize. Never hear what another person thinks about you. Hear what need is behind it. Hear only the needs behind it. So, yeah, I think you might criticize me. So translate that into a need. What is my need? That you're feeling protective. You need to protect yourself from You have a need to protect criticism. yourself from criticism. Yeah. Now I can hear what you were about to say first. But I needed that empathy first. Well, I can appreciate that. And um, I'd, I'd like you to consider giving me the opportunity to to speak with you. What do you want to say? I'd like to establish a, a new kind of connection with you. With the speed of light, go to a present request. After your needs are on the table with the speed of light, elicit a reaction from the other person. I'd like to establish a, a new kind of a connection with you, and I'm wondering when a good time would be for us to sit down and explore that. Okay, we're there at that new time now. <laughs> okay. And now we're at that time, so what do you want? Say the same need now. I want. I said to you earlier today. I wanted to establish a new connection. And what is your present request of me right now about that new connection? Uh. <laughs> Let me give you several uh, suggestions. I'd like you to tell me if you're interested in this. That would meet your need. Gabby, I'd like to establish a, a new quality of connecting with you, and, and I'd um, like to know if you'd be interested in that. What kind of connection? But now notice, you see, he used far fewer than 40 words. He didn't go on to explain the new connection. Now I'm asking for what I need to know. We have a dialogue going. He's not talking at me. So now he's... What kind of connection? A connection um, in which I can better understand what your needs are. And on a present request. Does that clarify for you the kind of connection I'm talking about? Always end on the present request. That keeps the flow going. And I'd like you to tell me what some of your your current needs are in our family. Situation. So I can be criticized again? You're always criticizing me. I can, Gabi, I can see that you're hurt 
by some of the things that I... Are you feeling hurt? Never sound like you're telling the person what they're feeling. Are you feeling hurt? Not I can see. Are you feeling hurt? Are you feeling hurt right now? And always connect the other person's feelings to their needs. Are you feeling hurt right now because you're not being seen? That's my thought, but hear the need, because you have a need for understanding that isn't getting met. Are you feeling hurt right now because you have a need for understanding that isn't being met? Yes, yes. You're always saying cruel things to me. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to try to. <laughs> no, enjoy my pain. No, enjoy my pain. See, now this is a good chance to practice the key ingredient of nonviolent communication, how to enjoy the other person's pain. Now, to do that, you must first release yourself from any responsibility for it. See, if you're sitting there thinking, oh my God, look what I've created, you're not going to enjoy my pain at all. If you think you have to make things better or heal this, you're not going to enjoy my pain. You're going to be in agony until you can fix it, and everything you do to fix it is going to make it worse. So you can enjoy my pain by trusting that there is a miraculous energy that works through human beings that can heal anything. If we do what is necessary for that energy to work through us, and what is it that we need to do to have that energy work through us? To remember the Buddha's advice. Don't do something. Be there. So the silence that I was getting back from you for the first few seconds there, that was more, more precious. Just that you didn't immediately jump in and say, but, but, but. Just that space where you weren't so scared of my feelings that you had to say something. Yes, that alone was helpful. But it would also be helpful to just stay with, stay with. That's how that miraculous energy works through us, when we just connect with. And what I mean by enjoying the pain, of course, is not that we want the person to be in pain. It's really what I mean is enjoying that that energy is always there to heal anything. That we don't have to fix it. That energy will. That's what I mean by enjoy it. To trust that energy and do what we can to let, to let it work. So, in addition to the silence, which was powerful, continue with, are you feeling because you're needing? Even if you do it silently, that would be helpful, as long as that's where your attention is. But say it out loud now, just to get the rhythm. Yes, so you can keep saying these things and make me feel terrible. I don't need any more of that. Are you feeling hurt because you, you're needing some understanding? Yes, but you never give it to me. All you do is criticize.
Okay, I got the empathy from the silence in your eyes. So you must think I'm stupid for getting so emotional. That's my way of saying I need to know how you feel now, Dad. I've made myself very vulnerable. I really care about the way you feel, Gabby. And I have a need to be connected with you. And I'm wondering if you'd be willing to continue to explore this with me. Yeah. Any reaction? 